0: Hey guys, it's Sam. And Shane. And we are just popping on really quick to say that we are not going to be putting out a new episode this week. It's the week of finals, and it's just been a little bit chaotic, and we would rather put out quality over quantity, so we will be back next week
1: Mm -hmm. to our regularly
0: scheduled programming. (laughs) Yes. So, we just didn't want to leave you hanging without saying anything, so...
1: Exactly. And in the meantime, still write into us. Tell us some things you would like to see or hear, I guess, more aptly put on the podcast. <laughs> you're not yeah. going to see anything listening to us. Yeah. But um, remember, we're at Monsters and Murder Pod on Instagram and monstersandmurderpod at gmail.com if you guys yes. want to send us an email. We always love to hear from you. So,
0: but until next time, stay safe. If you have finals, we hope you're doing well and that you're hanging in there. And if you're not, then you're lucky.
1: <laughs> exactly. We'll all be in it together. Yeah. Bye, everyone. Bye. everyone, and welcome to another episode of Monsters and Murder. I'm Shane.
0: And I'm Sam.
1: And this is a podcast where we discuss monsters and murder. Yes. <laughs> if that wasn't obvious in the name. <laughs> so I'm really, really excited about my topic today.
0: Yes. You have been, I, you've been more, you were more excited about this, I feel like, than doing Loch Ness.
1: <laughs> well, I, I don't know, I think maybe because Loch Ness was still like one of the first ones, I was excited about it. But Loch Ness was also, I don't want to say like a little overwhelming, but there was just so much yeah. there. Maybe and it could have went in so many different directions. Yeah,
0: maybe that's one we can revisit in the later episode. Absolutely. Like when we go back. Because sometimes when I listen back to some of them, I'm just like, oh, I'm <laughs> like, I could have done that so much better.
1: Yes, our early, early ones. And I mean, we're still early. Early, but,
0: but still, you know, there's always room for improvement. It's Absolutely. good that we can recognize our mm-hmm. failures and shortcomings and say, let's fix that.
1: <laughs> yes. And also, Just a quick shout-out, which I did not discuss with you beforehand. But I just wanted to say, and I'm sure you will chime in too, thank you to everyone for helping us get over 200 listens.
0: Yes, yes, (laughs) thank you. I was very excited.
1: Me too. Like, we kept watching it, and it was very close to 200. and, And then that same day, we topped it. We went over 200. Yeah, I've
0: been manifesting some good energy because I have so much, I don't say I don't say have fun, mm-hmm. but it's so. Um, I I enjoy research so much.
1: I do I do too, and especially with cases like this where there is a lot, because sometimes yeah. with supernatural creatures, there's not always a lot. <laughs> no,
0: although we've been having some supernatural type issues, not we issues, have. but it's so today I. I For, like, the past week, I've been seeing things out of the corner of my eye, like, seeing something on the ground, or, and so I mentioned to Shane, like, I think I'm going crazy because I'm, like, seeing stuff, and he said, (laughs) me too! I'm glad you mentioned that.
1: Yes, I was actually really happy, because I had, like, just changed contacts, listeners, and when sometimes when I get a pair of contacts in like I think we anyone who's worn contacts have had like a bad pair where they yeah. just don't seem to work right and I was yeah. honestly beginning to think that's what might be the issue like the vision was fine most of the time yeah but like Sam every once in a while I see something out the corner of my eye or something kind of like brushed by when I am yeah. sitting still in the living room or my bedroom um.
0: I was walking today and it was right beside me <laughs>
1: So we mentioned before very briefly in one past episode that, you know, we had a creepy lighted door opening, and at one point in time we thought it was our um, landlord, but the landlord's not here with the stuff going on, so I don't know what that is, and I'm really glad it's not my contacts.
0: (laughs) No, it's not your contacts. I've been seeing stuff, too.
1: Mm Mm-hmm, and I mean, I've also seen them with my glasses, too, so.
0: I'm just, like, waiting to wake up and see something. A shadow
1: together. person. Oh, no,
0: I want to see a shadow person. I do. You know what I like has been terrifying me, thinking about um, the creeper.
1: Oh no! From um, uh, the, the asylum.
0: Yes. I'm just like I don't want to see that. Like if it's not an episode of Tooth and Claw keeping me awake with a shark attack, it's going to be that. <laughs>
1: Well, and National Geographic is actually doing
0: Shark Week. Sh- I know. Actually, not
1: Shark Week. It's like shark thirty Week. new shark documentaries or something. Um, so I don't, I don't think it's Shark Week. So I think Shark Week is Discovery thing.
0: Yeah, so that's this weekend, though, right?
1: Yes, actually, it's sure. kind of like this month. I feel like. Yeah,
0: I'm like avoiding all of those channels because I don't, and they like show commercials, that's how they get you, they show commercials for it on different channels, Mm -hmm. so I'm thinking I'm like watching like a cute beach scene and then all of a sudden, it's not a cute beach scene, it's gonna keep me awake on that.
1: Well, maybe we can incorporate animals sometime into this. Maybe animals... I don't know. Probably more on the true crime side uh, of things. We are
0: not going to want to incorporate <laughs> animals on the true crime side. I can tell you that right now.
1: You don't want to, like, find the animals stealing something from people?
0: No, <laughs> something like that. But generally, if animals are included, there has to be a trigger warning for animal cruelty. Uh, and I'm yes. not on that. I'm not true, on that train. True. So.
1: True. Well, and of course, some, you know, some of my supernatural side will touch on animal-like creatures (laughs) yes
0: see there we go if we could find us like a um it could be like that episode of are you afraid of the dark when the neighbor is a werewolf
1: yes and
0: they just like play frisbee with him like (laughs) i could get on board with that you look really scary you can keep all the bad guys away and then Mm -hmm. we can go in the backyard and play frisbee
1: yes you want a
0: hot dog here you go (laughs)
1: Well, I guess without further ado, we should dive into our stories. Yes. So, um, today I will be discussing the 2016 creepy clown hysteria. Do you remember this?
0: Vaguely. Vaguely.
1: <laughs> I, but clowns,
0: I'm not a, like, clowns were not scary to me, so I probably mm-hmm. just was like, people are being stupid. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, yes, I don't find, I don't find clowns in general scary. I do know that there, there are a sect of clowns that dub themselves as creepy clowns and they make themselves up to look creepy. Sometimes they're professionals, sometimes I think that's just what they like to do. Yeah, the dancing
0: uh, clown posse. And, yeah. And what's the other one? It's music that I clearly if you know <laughs> me or you listen to me, I don't listen to that music, but um like just creepy Yeah, because I like to be creepy, which is fine. Like be creepy. Mm-hmm. Enjoy your creepiness.
1: Yeah, like I mean in Haunted Houses clowns don't necessarily scare me. Um but so, twenty sixteen in pandemic years, you know, one year has felt like a decade. So we're gonna time travel back like sixty years to the year yes. twenty sixteen, <laughs> and we're nearing the end of summer that year. And there are two incidents that are kind of dubbed as the start of this hysteria. Um, one of them people no longer consider a real incident, and we'll get into why. And it's gonna be the first one I discuss, and then the other one I'll discuss afterwards will kind of be like the starting point that kicks off everything. So, this first one takes place in Green Bay, Wisconsin, where five pictures of a creepy clown roaming a a vacant parking lot under a bridge in downtown Green Bay at night started going viral. And this was, like I said, beginning of August, you know, maybe, I think, I have the date of August 1st, so literally the first day of the month. Um, The clown was dubbed Gags. Gags? Yes.
0: Like, ooh.
1: I guess. <laughs> Gags the Clown.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, a Facebook page was created shortly afterwards, claiming that the clown was named Gags the Clown, and his puffy onesie have town folks scared really badly. Gags the Green Bay Clown, as he was also dubbed GTGBC, which I'm not going to say again, because it's just too many that's letters. That's a lot, yeah.
0: There's too <laughs> many letters that sound too close. We're
1: just going to call him Gags.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, had been sighted wandering the streets at 2 a.m., and he most certainly was up to no good, according to most people. He was dressed in a disheveled clown regalia, which, as I mentioned before, was a onesie, and he held four black balloons and had a bald head.
0: <laughs> when did, um, when was the season of American
1: Horror Story where it was Freak Show? The fourth season, yeah, which but I can't year. remember the like, year. I wonder
0: if that, because what was the clown's name in that one? twisty twisty yeah mm-hmm. i mean that if any clown would scare me that would be that but i wonder if it was like
1: i don't feel like those time. were around the same year but i can't remember like do you remember when american horror story started because like i said it's been so long we've it had like 11 time seasons time of that
0: it was a long time
1: ago um so it was definitely going on i feel like during that it was, time yeah, it was going on but and it
0: was well into it too in twenty 20- because i want to say it came out in 2012 2013
1: Mm-hmm. So, I mean, honestly, the fourth season, because I do remember that's the fourth season, it might have been right around that year, like later yeah. that year, and who knows if this hysteria kind of maybe inspired some of that. Yeah. So, understandably, the townsfolk began to complain, and they were alarmed because of a creepy clown in the midst of their neighborhood, and they started to worry about their safety. The Green Bay Police Department gave a statement that said a person can walk down the sidewalk dressed however they want as long as they're In a place they can legally be, and they're not in a place that has a closing time like a park. He wasn't doing anything illegal, and sadly, looking creepy is not a crime.
0: Well, I mean, I guess in 2016 it wasn't, but give the Supreme Court time and they'll make it a crime. (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) So, suspicions of the character being related to a horror film were confirmed when a Wisconsin filmmaker announced that Um, he was marketing a stunt for the unreleased short film titled gags oh my gosh (laughs) this film was produced and premiered in 2018 and had a wide release planned for september 2019 so i watched the trailer of this movie and honestly i have to kind of admit it looked good Like, it's creepy. There are some funny moments, which I believe all horror movies should have. Yeah. And it just looks like a nice little indie horror flick. Like, I'm not going to (laughs) lie.
0: But you would be afraid if you looked outside and saw
1: it. Oh, yeah, no. If he was standing, like, outside in the driveway, absolutely. It would be really (laughs) creepy. I don't want to see that, especially at 2 or 3 a.m. in the morning. So, I mean, the marketing of the five pictures were just that. It was marketing. The person who created the Facebook was creating the Facebook page for his movie. Oh, uh,
0: I mean, it got attention. He did something
1: right. It did. Uh, and so that's why people kind of consider Like, you know, a lot of people like to say this is the jumping point because the next one happened a little later. But now, since we know it's from a movie, it's no longer really considered anything related. It's yeah. just something that happened right around the same time. And this marketing of the five creepy pictures going viral actually set the stage for something a little weirder and maybe something much more scarier. Which brings us to the end of August that year in Greenville, South Carolina. And these incidents are credited for really starting the hysteria that would eventually take place all around the world. So a child, a little boy, had seen clowns in the woods whispering and making strange noises at around 8.30 p.m. at night. He told his mother, and she said the boy her to where he saw the clowns, and then she also saw them flashing green laser lights before they ran away into the woods.
0: Oh, I thought she, like, would hear their shoes squeaking. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that would be really funny, and honestly, probably not make them as terrifying as they seemed. And around that same time, the woman's older son reported hearing chains banging at the front door of their residence. The deputy investigating the cases said another woman at the same apartment complex said she saw clowns outside around 2:30 a.m. that morning <laughs> the large figured clown with a blinking nose standing under a post light near the garage and dumpster area waved at her and she said she waved back <laughs> and, hello and then called police Hi, neighbor the suspect did not approach her or harm her so there's also a police report dated around august 21st of that same year where children who lived in an apartment complex near a man-made trail reported a suspicious character dressed in circus clown attire with a white face enticing kids to follow him or her into the woods several children in the area told police that clowns had displayed large amounts of money in an attempt to lure them into the woods which actually is really creepy I would just be like, give me the money and then run away.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you drop that money right there, sir, and I'll come pick it up.
1: Uh, The children said they believed the clown lived in a house located near a pond at the end of the man-made trail in the woods. So Greenville County Sheriff's officers um, and their deputies investigated the house that was in the woods, which was abandoned, but they found no clues that anyone actually was living there or anything or any clothing That would state that anyone had been staying there even recently so eight days after that initial sighting police began receiving new reports a teenage girl told sheriff's deputies that she saw a man taking pictures of kids and shortly after she saw a man wearing a black jacket and a clown mask coming out of the woods then a clown sighting near an apartment complex where a witness said the clown left in a car before police arrived and in another incident...
0: How many clowns were in that car? Was it a tiny little <laughs> car? It was just like one clown in one car because that they need to investigate that.
1: Yes, that's probably what was so creepy about it. There was only a single one. <laughs> so in another incident that was not reported to police, residents told a CBS affiliate that they chased clowns after kids told them the clowns were by the playground. And they also told the station that they saw the clowns drive away in a dark-collar car and it was not clear how many clowns were inside the vehicle. (laughs) In all the reported cases, deputies and officers were unable to recover any evidence that could substantiate any of the reports. So the police started to increase patrols in the areas where the clowns have been sighted. And that's all still in Greenville.
0: Something's going on in Greenville. I don't know Mm -hmm. if clowns are responsible, but something's happening.
1: So I found a timeline... Um, of reports from ABC Eyewitness News. And this is where the next, a lot of the following incidents are going to come from about these clown sightings and incidents because after this, they really begin to spread. In mid-September, three children in Georgia told police about an incident involving two adult men dressed as clowns. A 12-year-old little boy and his little brother were walking to a bus stop at after 6 a.m., so I don't know how long after, when they were chased by men donning all black clothing clown masks and red wigs a neighborhood girl saw the clowns following the boys out from between two mobile homes before they chased them Um, the boys did make it to safety but that's all i have on that report
0: i bet they still had to go to school too
1: (laughs) probably you know the parents were like there are no clowns yeah
0: you're fine go to school
1: A week later, police in Pottsville, Pennsylvania, began investigating a frightening claim by a 12-year-old who said she was chased by a clown through the park. She said that a little boy came screaming through the park after allegedly seeing a group of clowns. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) It's okay. That's okay. So the little boy was running screaming out of the woods because he saw a group of clowns eating something in the woods. A clown then chased her and that little boy And turned around and went back into the woods.
0: They were just on their lunch break.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The alleged clowns returned, she said, throwing sticks at the children before hurtling curse words at them.
0: You little mother... Get (laughs) out (laughs) of (laughs)
1: here. So around the same time, law enforcement said a teenager in Coffee County, Tennessee, claimed to have been attacked by a clown. But that's literally all the report says.
0: Should have done a little bit more investigating, I feel like. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Arizona officials claimed an abnormal number of school absences in so- on a social media threat featuring a clown image. and between two Phoenix school districts, 24 schools were named in a multitude of threats posted online that were allegedly from clowns. Um, about half of the 3,000 students in Mary Dell High School were skipping class out of concern for the clowns. And after investigating those reports, three juveniles were arrested after the FBI joined the investigation, and they faced felony charges, but Whoa. law enforcement said that they believe others may have been involved. So people kind of started taking this seriously, especially when it focused on, on the, schools the schools and on yeah. the kids. I mean, I
0: understand that.
1: Later that week, schools in Ohio and Tennessee would be targeted by similar clown-related threats.
0: Like, when we were in school, we worried about bomb threats, mm-hmm. and now you have, like, clown threats.
1: Yes. Yeah, no, We never had any spooky clown thing happen. <laughs>
0: we did not either.
1: So the next day in Phoenix, police say two different fast food restaurants were robbed by suspects wearing clown masks. And around 8 p.m. Tuesday, a Taco Bell restaurant was allegedly hit by an armed robber. As police were busy investigating, the suspect allegedly hit a Domino's Pizza restaurant nearby. Two 17-year-olds were arrested in connection with those robberies.
0: Kids like find something
1: else to do. Mm-hmm. On September twenty eighth, several nine one one calls in Long Island, New York were recorded in regards to clown incidents. In one call, drivers <laughs> reported a group of clowns were jumping in front of moving vehicles in Brentwood. No arrests after this incident were made.
0: Somebody should have hit one. Of them. <laughs> like...
1: That would have been a different call to police. <laughs>
0: jumping in front of cars
1: mm-hmm. but part of me also wonders were they just trying to get the cars to stop so then they could attack them i don't know but that's also a really dumb way because i'm not stopping no. <laughs> on september 29th tennessee police say a clown armed with explosives walked into a bank and demanded money from a teller The Memphis police said one person clad with a clown costume and another person got away with an undisclosed amount of cash. Oh, my God. So in October of this year, things really amplified and actually started to become really dangerous. Like, I mean, armed robberies were kind of starting at the end of September. People were wearing clowns masks, started threatening kids, started threatening schools, allegedly chasing kids or cursing them out and throwing sticks. (laughs) The throwing sticks ones reminds me of Glee when they were trying to think of their, like Mr. Schuster wanted them to write their own song. I've
0: never seen Glee. Really? Ever. It's...
1: I don't know. A lot of people say it's cringeworthy now, but while it was on, I kind of enjoyed it. Um, going back on it, there are definitely some creepy moments and some meh moments.
0: That's how I feel about Buffy. Um,
1: yes. But when they were trying to think of the songs, the dumb character, Brittany, um, like he was trying to encourage her to pull from her life because she... Um, wanted to write i think rachel wrote a song called her headband and then britney was like that's my favorite song <laughs> but he was trying to encourage him to do that and britney told her that sue their arch nemesis to glee club threw sticks at her one day in the hallway <laughs> <laughs> and that's all i could think of was like this grown adult just be like er er, "Er, er, with a stick Right. So, October 3rd, Philadelphia police identified a 13-year-old girl as the person who made so-called clown threats towards local schools. Investigators said the girl told them it was a prank committed with a friend at her school, and she never had any intent to harm anyone. So, all of this, as you can kind of start to tell, just starts to spiraling with people and these pranks and these yes. threats.
0: I mean, kids need to like, you're 13. That's not funny. You should know that's not funny.
1: No, and especially around this time... You know, we've been a month in now with all these outbreaks, people just reporting creepy clowns appearing or chasing kids, standing near parks, jumping in traffic if you're in New York, which is really a dangerous place to jump in traffic. They yes, don't stop. Is.
0: No, they don't.
1: <laughs> I've been you, there. You get
0: a lot of horns, and that's about it.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, so they don't, don't even... A finger... They don't even like to stop when they have to. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no offense to anyone from New York, but I was in Manhattan for a summer, and as soon as their light turned red, the horns were laid on. Yeah. All right, so that was October 3rd, right? October 4th, Hammond police said they were investigating social media threats made by clowns against several Northwest Indiana schools. The following day, a teenager was arrested in connection with the fake clown threat in Hammond, just as worried parents accompanied their children to school because of the creepy clown threats in the Chicago area. Chicago Public Schools said it was investigating approximately 50 social media incidents with threats involving clowns and authorities across a dozen suburbs said they were also investigating various clown-related threats and sightings. Oh,
0: my God. Like, when you hear clown-related threat, Mm -hmm. do you think, like, someone, like, ripped their nose off or something like that?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Also, on October 4th, in the early morning hours, a mob of Pennsylvania college students set out to hunt clowns early Tuesday after rumors spread that one was on the loose near campus at least 500 students from Penn State University took to the streets and searched for the clown that was supposedly spotted nearby. Videos posted to social media show hundreds of rowdy students chanting and running through the streets after midnight on the hunt after the alleged bozos.
0: I can see that.
1: <laughs> well, instead of pitchforks, some riding students, and they did, because I watched several of these videos to see what it was like, um, but some of the students carried tennis rackets, lacrosse sticks, baseball bats, and hockey sticks as <laughs> they poured through the area hoping to spot a clown. And it was, like, it was really like kind of I mean, a mob. There
0: were, like, 500 of you. You don't need to have weapons.
1: No. <laughs> um, an image depicting the demonic clown in the horror flick It was projected on the side of an apartment building at the college. There were no real sightings of clowns known to authorities, and the group did not cause any damage or any injuries
0: well i mean i guess that's good with a group that big
1: yes that is really good um that they didn't give in to mom mentality and i also kind of read conflicting reports saying that some of the students were just having a good time and that they knew that there was not really a clown but they just wanted to be part of the thing because it was early morning hours i'm sure there were parties because it's a large college campus there are always parties
0: i mean i probably would have done something like that when i was in college i would have just been drunk and running <laughs> through the streets. I wouldn't have been carrying a weapon.
1: I I don't think I would have. I would have just let them handle it.
0: I, I did a lot of stupid stuff when I was in school. So I <laughs> can't say that I wouldn't do it. I just, I can say for sure I wouldn't have a weapon with me.
1: I, well, I also became an RA in college. So I'm sure I'd probably have to deal with it on that aspect. Yeah. But I was RA over three small houses. And if none of my guys were involved, i had been like, I'm, I'm setting this one out, guys. Those are your guys, yeah. not mine. <laughs> you deal with them. It's too late for this. Actually, I would be asleep at that time, honestly. Yeah. Even yeah. as a college student. All right. Also, early October, in October, a homeless man in Colorado Springs was also attacked by a clown at a community park. He suffered a head injury, oh but God. his wife, who was with him, was unharmed. No arrests were made in the case. In, on October 6th, a mom had to fight off a clown attempting to kidnap her daughter.
0: Oh, my God!
1: She had um, she had to fight off a man dressed in a suit to keep him from snatching her one-year-old daughter out of her arms. She said he wore a blue curly wig, but no mask or makeup on his face. And after a brief conversation, she said he grabbed for his, her daughter's arm.
0: Like... I don't have children, mm-hmm. but when I do have children, that's a real good way to lose your odds. Yes. Like, do not come after my child.
1: Absolutely. That same day, a 13-year-old girl was charged in an alleged murder-for-hire plot involving a clown and her teacher. Authorities said the girl asked a person posing as a clown on social media to kill her teacher.
0: Oh, my Lord.
1: Mm-hmm. She was charged with one count of threatening to kill by electronic message, which I did not know was a charge.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot, electronically, you can get hurt mm-hmm. with a lot I mean, of I'm products. glad, because
1: there should be those per- yeah. those laws. Um, but reading that, I was like, oh hmm, did not know that was a thing. I'm glad it is.
0: So next time you hire somebody to kill somebody, you know not to do it
1: online.
0: <laughs> you get a burner phone.
1: <laughs> Which we do not condemn. No, we
0: don't. <laughs> Please don't kill anybody. No,
1: no. On October 7th, two parents were arrested on charges because they left their four-year-old child at home so they could allegedly terrorize a neighborhood while dressed as clowns.
0: Oh my god. (laughs) Do you not have anything better to do? Mm
1: -hmm. Mm-hmm. Police said several people wearing clown costumes were seen chasing cars in the early morning hours in the town of Manisha, which I meant to look at the state but I didn't, I forgot, so I don't know what state like that's in. It sounds like
0: Minnesota somewhere. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Over that weekend, which is the October 8th weekend, someone in a clown costume was caught on video hanging off the back of a moving bus in Detroit, Michigan. Well, they're just popping up everywhere here I in mean, the U.S. I mean, really, they're just
0: hurting themselves if they fall off.
1: <laughs> well, and this is around the same time that further incidents were reported in Canada and the first occurrences of creepy clowns in the United Kingdom and Australia.
0: Popping up all over the
1: place. Sightings started popping up as far as China. People began posting pictures and videos all over social media. There were videos of clowns approaching cars at night, standing in people's gardens, standing perfectly still on the street corners at night in little country towns, holding a balloon.
0: They're lucky to have been saw in a little country town, so good
1: work. <laughs> and soon there were Facebook groups and pages and events all saying there were big clown there was a big clown attack planned. And then other groups popped up rallying people to get together and fight the big clown plans. Things got so bad that the World Clown Association president, Randy Christensen, took (laughs) took a stance against the current trend of people dressing up as clowns to frighten other people. I'm not sure if that helped, but as you can imagine, uh, businesses such as professional clowning and clowns for hire and circuses suffered as well. Yeah. Though honestly... I'm not upset about the circuses. Circuses are notorious yeah. for treating animals badly and probably, honestly, their employees. Yeah. So if they suffered, so be it. Um, and I like, and I do get people make their living from those things, but still. Sorry, yeah. not sorry. Also, have you ever been to a circus? Because I never... I
0: have yes. So there was a tiny little circus that came to my town. I remember being maybe four or five, mm-hmm. um and then they had like the little like pony walk, and I remember being scared shitless when I got put on a pony. <laughs> so, but yeah, and like, and I vaguely remember like seeing elephants. And then as an adult, when I asked my mom about why she took me to the circus, she was like, "I thought you would like it," and I'm like. I did as a kid, but now as an adult, when I know what happened behind the scenes, I'm very mad at you that you took me to a circus.
1: Yes, that's the thing, because I remember, and I don't know which one it was now off the top of my head, but there was always a clown that was like, er, a clown, a circus that was advertised, like, yeah. I think in the state, and as a kid, it's like, ooh, I want to go, and then as I got older, I was like, no, these are not good, and I'm kind of glad they're dying out.
0: Yeah, definitely, so that's one thing, like, I I would not do, as, like, I could not get behind it. Mm -hmm. No, thank you.
1: Agreed. But all right, we'll jump back into this timeline. October 8th, around 9.30 p.m., two 12-year-old girls in Adelaide, Australia, were with a parent buying ice cream when they were attacked by a creepy clown. They were approached by the clown near an intersection at about 9.30 p.m. on a Saturday night. While attacking the girls, the clown tried to steal one girl's phone. The parent accompanied the two girls kicked the clown, and the two girls (laughs) ran screaming into the nearby Hungry Jacks and hid behind the counter. And for those who don't know, did not know, because I did not know this, and by the way, thank you to the Australian listeners who are always on top of our list of listeners after USA. Um, Other countries, you got some work to do if you want to top them. (laughs) But anyway, so Hungry Jack's is actually just Burger King in Australia. Mm -hmm. Um, I did not know that. I looked it up and I was like, oh, that looks like a Burger King logo. And then I read a little bit about it, and that's just what Burger King goes by in that country.
0: Do you guys like their burgers as much as we do?
1: (laughs) Yes. Let us know what you guys think of Burger King. What is
0: your favorite
1: fast food restaurant? Sometimes I like Burger King and sometimes I don't, but it's not ever on top of my list.
0: I love Burger King. Like, give me a double cheeseburger with extra pickles, I will mm-hmm. eat it all the Yeah, on. unless
1: they want to sponsor us, I will love them. And they do have ICs, which are good. I don't know if
0: I've ever had one
1: of those. I mean, they're just, just the typical cherry icy or Coke IC. Oh. And they have
0: onion rings.
1: Yes. Ooh, I do like their onion rings. Burger King is good. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So they ran into the Hungry Jacks and hid behind the counter. One of the girls... Um, posted on her face or Facebook account or it says social media. I'm guessing around that time it's probably Facebook because that was still Facebook was still kind of big. Instagram yeah. was not quite as big as it is now. Yeah. Um, but it just says social media.
0: Maybe she, MySpace.
1: <laughs> I don't think MySpace was no when, longer in the in that late in two thousands. I'm
0: old. I don't know when things die out.
1: <laughs> I feel like I remember MySpace in like early two thousands, but I then when, when I looked when I at, at in it, college. Yeah, I was gonna say when I looked it up. I swear, like it said, MySpace came around 2014. I'm like, no, 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 it was earlier. Yeah,
0: because I had Hmm. MySpace when I was in college, and I definitely was out of college by 2014. Yeah,
1: same. Um, But anyway, from her own social media account, she posted, This is not a joke at all. They will attack you, beat you, and steal your phone. (laughs) She posts, she continues, I am traumatized. I am shaking. We called the police. He kicked me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's terrible that you got attacked. But that description.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think, honestly, like, I kind of chuckled a little bit at that last part where she's like, he kicked me. <laughs> but she's also 12, so, I mean, as a kid, you would be surprised if a grown adult kicked you. <laughs> That's
0: true. I hope she held on to her cream, though.
1: No. Yes, me too. <laughs> the, the incident occurred just after hours, or excuse me, after hours after police issued a warning about the clown purge fad in which people dress up as clowns and wield weapons to scare others why that was becoming a thing at this time i don't understand in western australia a 19 year old man was arrested and charged on that same saturday night as the girls being attacked after chasing a group of girls to the police station in northern northeast of perth australia
0: i mean that's one way to get them to stop is like run straight
1: i mean yeah they were smart to run there and i mean the clown was stupid to chase them there yeah A clown-purged Adelaide Facebook page, which had more than 16,000 likes since it was launched on a Friday, boasted that something big was coming. The page also posted that Adelaide City was fun. Where should we go next? Not here. (laughs) Exactly. Or nowhere. However, overnight, the organizers of the Adelaide page declared the entire thing was an elaborate hoax. And after days of hype on social media, the administrators of the Clown Purge Adelaide Facebook page said the whole campaign in South Australia was just a prank. All other posts on the page, which had racked up over more than 17,000 likes in the last few days, had been deleted, which they should be. Yeah. So this is the part in the story where I looked up to see if North Carolina had any clown spottings, because North Carolina is home for us, and of course they did. In typical North Carolina fashion, the clowns were not the scariest incident in this first one I'm gonna read. <laughs> <laughs> in Greensboro, North Carolina, a man spied a clown that wore typical big tent getup, a wig of red curls, two big shoes, blue pants, and a shirt with yellow polka dots, topped off with a scary mask. <laughs> <laughs> the man, not the clown, chased the clown with a machete until he was on the phone with the police. The clown escaped into the woods while the dispatcher got the man to lower his weapon.
0: I mean, I lived in Greensboro for a while and I saw some stuff, but I never saw that.
1: (laughs) That's what I said. Typical North Carolina fashion. There was no creepy clown. There's a creepy man chasing a clown with a machete. Yeah, there's
0: lots of creepy people that I saw. I mean,
1: and maybe the clown looked kind of creepy, but still, I just... I don't know. When I read that, I was like... "Mm."
0: That sounds like North Carolina.
1: Yeah. This incident comes off the heels of complaints... Sunday of a clown trying to lure kids into the woods in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. A second sighting took place nearby later that evening. A second clown sighting just happened after midnight, two miles from the first sighting. Officers attempted to locate the subjects of both sightings, but they were unsuccessful. And all three spots where the clowns were were reported were very residential areas and near parks. There's so much I don't understand about those cases. Like what were the clowns doing? You know, Why was there no man machete there? (laughs) I mean,
0: the first clown could have just been someone going to a party.
1: It's true. He was wearing big shoes, so I'm kind of impressed that he escaped. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm surprised he didn't kick him off and just go running and Mm whatever he had to do. And maybe he did. It's really hard.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I've tried on clown shoes before. You can hardly move in them.
0: Why did you try on clown shoes?
1: (laughs) Because I'm in theater, and there were some clown shoes, and I wanted to see what it was like. okay. (laughs) I was just like they're so big. I want to walk in these giant shoes and see how they do it. It was very hard. <laughs> <laughs> in Forsyth County, North Carolina, a woman reported a clown wielding a machete to tr- and tried to lure her into the woods. The woman said the male clown had red bushy hair and a red nose and was wearing black gloves, a black tie, and white shoes. Ooh. He, he seems like a mafia clown. Yeah. In High Point, where a student reported seeing a man dressed as a clown on the High Point Greenway near Andrews High School Tuesday morning, but again, um, nothing was found.
0: Now, I I lived in High Point Mm -hmm. and never saw a clown. (laughs) There were plenty of times where I heard gunshots ringing in the middle of the night outside my apartment, but never a
1: clown. (laughs) Yes. Luckily, I have never seen any of the creepy clowns. A man said he saw a clown near the wooded area behind his apartment complex at about 10 a.m. in the morning in Greensboro. So we're back in Greensboro. He was on his balcony when he spotted a man in a white mask, red curly hair, yellow dotted shirt, blue clown pants, and clown shoes in the wooded area. He tried to chase the clown but could not catch him. I'm, I'm kind of impressed all these clowns are running in their giant shoes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That one sounds like the same one that
1: got chased by the guy with the machete. I know. It probably is. I mean, it's in Greensboro, and he's probably, like, still in the woods, getting ready to come out. Oh, nope, there's another man after him. Yeah,
0: Greensboro is not that big.
1: <laughs> okay, so going back to the timeline out in North Carolina, on October 12th, the Russian embassy in London issued a warning for Russian and British citizens because of the clown scare. Things were getting so bad that... In October, where we're still at in this timeline, McDonald's decided that Ronald McDonald would keep a lower profile as a result (laughs) of the incidents. And you know things are bad when Ronald McDonald has to hide for his safety. (laughs) The killer clown craze was linked to a significant increase in sales of clown suits in and near Glasgow, Scotland, for some reason. It was always a random note, but I found it on several sites. And several New Zealand shops withdrew their clown costumes from their shelves. Mm -hmm in the united states several schools issued a blanket ban on all clown costumes and clown masks in addition to the previously existing policies and restrictions that they have target pulled clown masks from its website and stores as a result of the scare as did canadian tire which i had to look up canadian tire i did not know what that was it's kind of similar to our walmart's without the grocery section okay that's (laughs) i know i know canadian tire i was like why tire
0: yeah, I was um, like, why is the tire Write back?
1: in and let us know, Canadian listeners. Yeah, <laughs> we have a few, so we would love to know. Employees of theme parks were instructed to remove any horror costume and makeup before leaving work for their own safety and as well as not to frighten others. And it was really at this point becoming a worldwide issue.
0: Yeah.
1: So mid October, a person dressed as a clown was apparently scared off after a man he was approaching fired a gun in the air, <laughs> oh, God. according to the Los Angeles <laughs> County Sheriff's Department. Authorities said a man called 911 to report someone dressed in a clown costume holding a knife approaching his home. The okay. man told deputies he fired a warning shot in the air and the suspect ran away.
0: Okay, well, okay, now that I've heard the whole thing. I yeah. Have, like, okay, just a warning shot. He didn't aim it at anybody. Although, don't shoot guns up in the air. What goes up must come down. People, Stop just firing guns.
1: Mm-hmm. In Germany, on October 25th, a 16-year-old... Masked, excuse me, a 16 year old masked as a clown was stabbed with a knife by a 14 year old. The 16 year old had to undergo surgery, and I heard conflicting reports if he actually survived. Oh my God. But the 16 year old wanted to frighten a group of people by dressing up as a clown and brandishing a hammer on a Berlin street. A 14 year old responded by pulling a knife and stabbing the clown, only to find that the clown was an acquaintance that he knew. Oh
0: my
1: lord. He was provided first aid until emergency medical help could arrive. The older teenager was taken to the hospital, and the 14-year-old was released to his parents. Berlin police warned that scaring another person, especially with threats of violence, could constitute to a criminal offense and result, of it, result in a hefty fine and compensation claims from the victims. Yeah. So that's how serious it was becoming. It, was like, it seemed like Berlin was not playing around with these clown scares.
0: No, because people are getting hurt. It's not funny.
1: And as I said, I read conflicting, but nothing I could find concrete about if the 16 year old survived since he had to have surgery and whatnot most sites said he did but i read a couple and even listened to a podcast that said he did not so i just don't know so this is when a date starts to circulate for the great clown purge the night that they would attack all at once and they set this date for october 31st halloween that year
0: because that's original
1: well on halloween night um at 11 p.m., 20 people wearing clown masks in the style of the Purge movies attacked a family while driving home.
0: Oh, my God. That's This so is the scary. most serious of the attack. Yeah.
1: A group of two brothers and two women were with five children traveling home from trick-or-treating when someone hit their truck. Or when something hit their truck. And the two men got out of the vehicle to investigate. That's when a man was stabbed in the head with a machete-like weapon. And the other was beaten with a hockey stick. Oh, my the rest of the attackers carried out, carried clubs and bats. One of the attackers' masks was lifted during the struggle, and a victim recognized the attacker as a kid from the neighborhood, and the victim and his brother were able to keep the women and children in the truck safe. The victim's wife was able to get into the driver's seat and drive the children to their home block away before returning to help with the men. Yeah. When she got back to the intersection, the clowns had dispersed. And in the same county earlier, two students... Um, nearby got in trouble for threatening a fellow student and teachers dressed as clowns. This attack, which I printed off, something I can hardly read now, but they had been posting on like Facebook, you know, like I said, and Twitter. And I printed off just one of the pictures of one of the postings that said, We will be at high schools this Friday to either kidnap students or kill teachers going to their cars. Hashtag, we are not clowning around. And it comes from an account titled, Ain't Clowning Around
0: not funny that's not a joke that should be criminally prosecuted i mean um
1: prosecuted Mm -hmm. Um, this was believed to be just talk of a part or greater hysteria happening at the time but however after the florida attack we know for a fact that the group was just not talk one of the men needed staples in his head after the attack no arrests were ever made from it but everyone survived
0: so nobody ever got nope but didn't one of the kids see like recognize one of the it? men
1: recognized one of the attackers as a kid from the neighborhood? But I don't know why that kid was never arrested.
0: I mean, maybe they just didn't have enough proven. And then, like mm-hmm. when you're in that moment of like panic, sometimes you're not always the best witness.
1: Mm-hmm. True. Um, so Halloween came and went, and there was no widespread clown purge like was promised. And then slowly, after this, as quickly as it started, the strange sightings started to peter out, which is kind of weird. Um, I also found one report that said during Halloween, some Floridians did go trick-or-treating while armed with weapons and or guns because of all the clown threats.
0: Yeah, and those neighborhood bullies aren't getting
1: any of that candy. No, not that night. Um, so while many speculated that the whole thing was just a publicity stunt for the movie It, the filmmakers denied this. Well, they
0: probably would because people were Mm -hmm. actually getting hurt.
1: Yes. Um. Some people think that the whole thing was really just a phenomenon known as moral, moral panic. According to sociologist Stanley Cohen, there are five stages of moral panic. Some, no, stage number one, someone, something, or a group are defined as a threat to social norms or community interest. Stage number two, the threat is then depicted in a simple and recognizable symbol, form, or anything else by the media. Stage three, the portrayal of this symbol rouses public concern. Stage four, there is a response from authorities and policymakers. And stage five, the moral panic over the issue results in social changes within the community. Um, And honestly, like, this did have all those things. Like, as you remember, the media started pretty much telling all these stories of, like, clown sightings everywhere in the world, everywhere in the United States, everywhere nearby. Yeah.
0: I mean, that's kind of how things always come about
1: mm-hmm. I mean it was essentially really you know kind of two depending on how you look at it three months of this hysteria creepy clown sightings and then it just went away Yeah. so you know was this all really a great clown panic was, or was it the moral the moral panic like we like sociologists think um, part of me also does wonder was there something more sinister at work will we have another clown panic you know, we're not even 10 years out from that one yet, so will it happen again?
0: I, I don't <laughs> think. I think it was just a bunch of people being really stupid. And, like, you know, there are people that were thinking that it was funny, and they mm-hmm. were doing it to be funny. They yes. were not actually going to hurt anybody. But then there were people who were actually taking it beyond that and mm-hmm. who were seriously hurting people and making threats.
1: Yeah, especially, like, I mean, some serious threats were made. None of it, I don't think any of it was really funny. Whatever was going on at the time with people in those clown masks, I mean, and we had a good laugh at a few, some of them, which, because they were a little funny, but the actual threats to children and other people and the attacks were not funny.
0: Well, and I think there are people who didn't realize that when you do that and you put someone in a position to be so afraid, Mm -hmm. they could potentially hurt you and you you know, you had no ill intent, but you got yourself hurt yeah. because you were being stupid. Like
1: that Berlin kid that was stabbed yeah, um, and had to undergo surgery. So that's the 2016 creepy clown hysteria that we all gratefully lived through. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and at some point, I will be covering John Wayne Gacy. Not tonight, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm going to need to prepare myself mentally for that one.
1: Yes. Um, and real quick before I end my section... Um, I made a list of my sources. If anyone is looking, interested for looking on information, there's, there's a ton out there. Like I could have kept looking for specific states and clown sightings if I wanted to, and just kept going. Um, But I use the Adelaide now for the Australian attacks, the Guardian, kidspot.com had some really good articles, New York post, time magazines, thought catalog, Wikipedia, Washington post. All those were great sources to me and they can be for you too. (laughs) And that's my story. Okay.
0: So, Tonight, I'm going to tell you about the death of Tiana Notice. Okay. Um, Tiana Angelique Notice was born on February 4th, 1984 in Connecticut. She was the only daughter to her parents, Kathy and Alvin, and she had three brothers. Um, But her parents divorced when she was younger, so she got a stepmother and a stepsister. But from an early age, Tiana... Her parents knew she was an exceptional child, and Mm -hmm. she was going to make a change. Like, I know every parent says that, but when you see Tiana's life as it goes on, like, she was going to be someone that was truly going to make a difference Mm -hmm. for a lot of people. So she was extremely artistic. She wrote her own original music and poetry, and, like, some of the stuff that I had read said that she actually had her own group. Um,
1: that's really awesome and she loved
0: music she participated in choir and that was another big passion of Tiana's Mm -hmm. she was very passionate about church and Jesus um, and she said that her favorite book was the Bible and she had a lot of favorite Bible quotes she frequently shared her faith with her friends and she was always saying God is good Um, she also excelled academically during her senior year of high school she actually started her freshman year of college
1: Nice. Yeah, she
0: was brilliant. Mm-hmm. She graduated from the University of Hartford um, with a bachelor's degree in political science and government. And she was actually attending graduate school at the time of her death, and she was considering a legal or political career. So she was thinking about just going ahead and getting her law degree. Um, her mm-hmm. mom had said that when Tiana was young, her mom always told her that. She should just pursue a law degree because she loved arguing so much and she loved having the last word.
1: Oh, my goodness. I have heard that from so many parents, though.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I feel like my brothers would say that about me. Like, you always have to be right. You always have to have your way. You always have to to have the last word, which is true, but it's because I'm the oldest and I know best. Yes. During her time at the University of Hartford – Tiana quickly became known as an activist, and she showed great care and concern for the disenfranchise. She actually founded a chapter of the Roosevelt Institute's network on her campus, and the Roosevelt Institute Network, formerly known as just the Roosevelt Institution, is a student-run policy organization that focuses on carrying on the legacy of Franklin Delano Roosevelt and Eleanor Roosevelt. Mm-hmm. So members of the network... Conduct research on a multitude of public issues, and they write policy change to address the matters. And they use Roosevelt's policy positions as a tool to bring about systematic changes in their community. So they like they're doing stuff. They're doing good stuff. Um, They focus on healthcare, economic development, equal justice. Tiana also volunteered at and participated in activities at the women's center on campus. Like. In interviews that I've seen with her parents, they just said she truly cared about other people and wanted to make other people's lives better. Mm-hmm. By 2008, Tiana was described as a well-balanced person. She was friendly, she was kind, and she was the kind of person that people were just immediately drawn to. Like, she really did have, like, a huge smile. Like, very, very bright and friendly. Um, the one area of her life that wasn't thriving very much was her love life so she had dated her ex Robert for five years oh wow
1: that's Um, a long time
0: yeah very long time but they had broken up when he moved to Virginia to pursue his college education Mm -hmm. Um, the breakup was completely amicable and they both kind of felt that if they were meant to be together then their love would bring them back it was kind of one of those things where uh, you know we're young we're in college we're going to be in different states You can date other people. I can date other people. And if we come back together, then we come back together. Yeah. So they remained friendly. Uh, Tiana was busy and actively engaged on campus and at church, and she wasn't really looking for a relationship. But she received a friend request on MySpace and began corresponding with James Carter Jr. We've recently had a conversation. Have you ever dated anybody online or met anybody that you met online yes that did not go well i take it
1: i mean it wasn't like terrible yeah because i remember like i went on a date once and i should have known that things weren't gonna go well because the restaurant she chose was not great (laughs) but we both didn't like it and then she wanted to cook for me and she'd ask what i liked and i told her like i'm really not picky but i don't eat any type of seafood so no fish or anything well she made cod and i don't <laughs> think she did it purposely <laughs> and i told myself i would try to eat it um uh, and i took a little piece of it and she had this really awesome um around. i don't say like deck because it was like a one-story house but um it went around the whole house so it was like a a deck i guess yeah um, and I remember I took my plate out there before she did, and I tried that fish before she got out there, and I had to spit it out, and I oh. couldn't eat it. And when she saw I wasn't eating it, she said she could keep it for lunch. Um, and I was like, okay. And then that shortly after diet, that, um, we just decided that we were not a good fit. Yes.
0: I um, had some experience with dating online mm-hmm. when I was in college, which I don't know why. I was in college, I was just, I should not have been dating online, but I decided <laughs> to. Um, I had an experience, and I've told you this story before, where I the guy came to my apartment. And this is, I was young. I was naive. I was stupid. I think I've told this story on here before, but I'm not sure. He came to my apartment. None of my roommates were home. We go upstairs to my apartment, com- completely alone, let him in my house. And he said, can you turn the lights off so you can see my shirt glow in the dark? <laughs> and I was stupid. And I was like, okay. Turn the lights off. Thankfully, he truly just wanted me to see that his shirt glowed in the dark and he did not attack me but and now like mm-hmm. i'm I'm trying to get back out there and i'm dating online and i'm realizing there are a lot of people that i don't want to meet in person yes <laughs> just from conversations we've had online mm-hmm. um But for Tiana, James appeared to be exactly, like, the kind of person she was looking for if she was going to get back into a relationship. He was educated. He worked in a management position at a well-established insurance company, and he owned his own house. He didn't have any kids. He was funny. He was caring. And he seemed to hold the same amount of reverence for the church that Tiana did. So this was huge for her because, Mm -hmm. like, her mom said that in order, Tiana's, like, her top priorities were church. Her family and then her friends. So, finding somebody that felt the same way was like a big plus for her. James went to church with Tiana. He prayed with Tiana. She was like, okay, this is like good. Um, He also wanted to buy things for Tiana. And take care of her. So he bought her a cell phone. Mm-hmm. Um, in an episode of Primal Instinct on ID, her foster sister said that it seemed that he wanted to like upgrade her life, which is nice. Like when you meet somebody and they have all the same values as you do, uh-huh. and then they want to like enhance your life and not be like the sole focus, but just make it better. Yeah, that's
1: like huge. Exactly, it's
0: huge. Mm-hmm. Um. So he also bought Tiana tires. Because you he noticed her tires were completely, like, bald. And so she was going back and forth between school and campus and community activities, church, and work. But she was only working part-time at that time. And she didn't have enough money to buy new tires because tires are hundreds of dollars. Mm-hmm. So he bought her new tires. Um, he seemed like a catch. Like, great. Yeah. Um, but pretty new into their meeting and beginning a relationship. Um He shared with Tiana that he was going to have to serve some jail time because of um, a dispute that he had recently had with his ex. And he explained to her that his ex had accused him of assaulting her, but he assured Tiana, like, those claims were just made up, she was pissed at me, and she lied. Um, And because Tiana was such a social advocate and she knew how unfairly black men are treated Mm -hmm. in our justice system... It was easy to believe that he had been a victim too, and that the justice system just failed him mm-hmm. because that's what our justice system does, unfortunately. Yeah. So during his jail time, James and Tiana they would exchange letters and phone calls, and she even went to visit him a couple times.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: you know, because she was like her ex was still in Virginia. She was trying to get to know this person and you know be somebody for him that maybe he didn't have you know yeah um so once he was released he and tiana tried to pick up what they were trying to start before he became incarcerated but it wasn't long after that when things began to fall apart Oh no. because he's been in jail for five months and Mm -hmm. it's hard to build a relationship with somebody and i think that tiana was probably just trying to be more of a friend to him than anything else Mm -hmm. but once he got out of jail it was like okay let's See if there's something here.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but it's difficult to hide your true self when you are spending a lot of time with one person. Like, you can only have that mask on for so long yeah. before, you know, you see how you really are. Um, so, at the beginning of summer, Tiana found out about a huge lie that James had told her.
1: Oh, no. So, when
0: they initially met, he told her he did not have children. Mm-hmm. However, when summer rolled around, he confessed to her that he did have a child, and that child was coming to spend the summer with him.
1: Oh, and that is a huge thing to leave out. Actually, just straight-up lie about. Huge red flag, I think.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, not only did you lie, but you lied about having a kid. That should be mm-hmm. the most important thing in your yeah. life, and that should be, like, your number one, this is what's happening. Clearly, he lied about the kid. Mm-hmm. That would be, for me, that would be like, okay... And it's not that Tiana didn't want kids. Like, she actually, they, when his son came to stay with him, Tiana and James went to her best friend's child's birthday party and took his son Mm -hmm. with them. So it wasn't like Tiana was, like, mad about him having a kid. Yeah. It was just he lied about it. Exactly. And he didn't seem to be, like, a very present father.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially if he didn't have him until the summer.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um... Tiana also began to notice that James was becoming jealous and possessive over her. He just wanted all of her time um, devoted to him. And it's, that, it's not an attractive thing. Like, you want somebody to want to be with you. Mm-hmm. But when you're that possessive, if you, one, like, you're not anybody's property. No. And if you're that insecure and you need somebody with you all the time, like, take a step back and reevaluate your life mm-hmm. and how you value yourself. That's not attractive.
1: Yes. And maybe get a pet. Like, not only can you be possessive of them, they will love you and want to be only with you.
0: Well, and he seems kind of like a dick, so I wouldn't even... He needs a <laughs> plant. He needs a plant. Yeah,
1: there we go. That's what he needed. Yes.
0: Um, but things just, they were not working out. And it was evident to, Tia, that, uh, to Tiana that this fling was not going to be mm-hmm. a long-lasting relationship. But he did not take it easily when she tried to distance herself. mm um, Tiana was super smart, so she kind of took it into her own hands. She's like, I'm seeing this other side of him that he didn't initially show. I'm going to look into this a little bit deeper and find out like who he is. Like who have I actually been dating? Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. when she did that and did an independent background search on James, she found like everything about him Uh-oh. had been a lie. Like he lied about everything. Um, he didn't have a solid education, he didn't have a college degree at mm-hmm. all, and he told her that he had. Um, he did not work in insurance or hold a high title at that company. Like, he didn't work at that company at all. He actually had a part-time job as a limo driver. He didn't own his own house. Um, In fact, he lived at his parents' house. Mm -hmm. So everything about him had been fabricated. Um, Tiana also found out that the charges that he had been arrested for was not just an assault. He had attacked his ex-girlfriend so brutally oh. that she almost died.
1: Ooh. So,
0: he's very lucky that he only served 5 months. Yeah.
1: I because don't know if lucky's the way the word I would use but it,
0: Lucky for him, not for his ex. I mean that
1: exactly. There should
0: have been some harsher charges there. Yeah, say so the system
1: failed in a different way than we initially thought.
0: Well, we will see that the justice system uh, or the the police in Connecticut failed many times in this case. Oh no. Um. So he began trying to contact Tiana, like every way possible. One. He was contacting her so frequently that she had to change her phone number. She deleted her social media accounts. Um, in an episode of Deadline with Tamron Hall, mm-hmm. Tiana's best friend Anna said that Tiana did everything short of moving to distance herself from James. Wow. Because it was non-stopping. Like, she would go out and he would show up. hmm She would go to church and he would be there.
1: That's ridiculous. Yeah.
0: So... Even still, Tiana still had a lot going for her. Mm-hmm. And then by December of 2008, like her and James, she's she's done with the relationship. She yeah. wants out of it. He needs to go away and leave her alone. Mm-hmm. He's not. Um, but also around that time, she and her ex, Robert, because they've been friendly, they've still been communicating. Yeah. Um, they began to rekindle their relationship.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and Tiana's friends always felt that Tiana and Robert would eventually end up together. But... Like they needed time apart to grow. Yeah, that their breakup was only temporary, and that happens a lot too. Like
1: they got together so young, they and then were went young. off to college. So it's like you're not even like really
0: grown yet at that point. No, and you need to have those life experiences, and it's hard to do that because you give so much of yourself when you're in a relationship. Mm-hmm. It's hard to figure out who you are as a person. Yes, when you're seeing a lot of your identity as part of a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, so, they wa- they wanted to be together. They had history together. Yeah. And when they got together this time, it was going to be for, like, the long call. They were actually planning on getting married. So, Robert had unofficially proposed to Tiana on the phone. <laughs> and she had said yes without hesitation. Uh-huh. Um, he told her, he's like, I don't have a ring for you at this time. But, yeah. you, I'm getting you a ring and... We're gonna to be together, and really, when you're with somebody and you know, like that's your person, mm-hmm. nothing else matters. Exactly. Like, truly, it doesn't. I know there are a lot of factors that can make a relationship more difficult, but when you're with the right person, it's not a you versus them and this problem. It's us versus
1: mm-hmm, the, the problem. Yes.
0: Um. So one of the problems that they had was James because he was not taking no for an answer. And he was stalking her, like incessantly stalking her. He would show up wherever she went. Mm -hmm. He would find a way to contact her, find her phone number, find her email address, call her, text her. It was constant and it was aggressive.
1: It always amazes me how those stalkers get the new numbers and the new information.
0: Yeah. And it, it, like, I guess in the beginning, Tiana was just like... Stop! But then when it became so much, she's like, I'm getting afraid. Because as it always does, like that bad behavior escalates. Yes. And knowing that he had served jail time for beating up an ex so badly that she almost died. That's very scary because Mm -hmm. this person knows where you live. They're finding your information. That is terrifying. Um. So Tiana began going to the police. She went to the police repeatedly for assistance. But they just kind of blowed her off. And it kind of seemed like that the police felt this was just like a typical fight that would work itself out. But if you are a police officer and someone is coming to you saying like, I'm afraid of this person, mm-hmm. even if you don't think that there's an actual threat, do your due diligence and check it out. Because yeah. somebody could be seriously hurt or die because you failed to do your job. Like that's literally what you're getting paid to do.
1: Mm-hmm. I was getting ready to say they always take that route where it's a typical fight, nothing really happens, and then something does and ugh.
0: Yeah, and I mean this is despite the fact that James had just been released mm-hmm. for serving five months for a violent assault on an ex. And so if a new person is coming saying, hey, I'm afraid of this person that just served five months for violently assaulting somebody else, can you please help me? Yeah. They, they didn't. And I don't know if it was because it was in a different jurisdiction, but it happened in the same state.
1: Yes, it so should have why, been taken seriously regardless of what jurisdiction it was in.
0: Yeah, but I, like you should have been able to access his records. Mm-hmm. Oh, they can. So, um, yeah, but that did not happen. And then in January of 2009, things really, really began to escalate. So, early that month, because Tiana's been going to the place like, please help me. I'm mm-hmm. a restraining order. He's, you know, he's coming into my area, my space, and making me feel unsafe. So, early that month, James went to the police stating that Tiana had assaulted him.
1: Oh, good grief. They always do this. And
0: in the police reports, like, he did not have any injuries. He was extremely calm. And they actually wrote that he seemed the most concerned about getting the items back that he had left at Tiana's. So, he asked for a police escort... Police escorted him back to Tiana's place to get his things. And Tiana was pissed, rightfully so, because she has been going to the police, like, this person is making me feel afraid to Mm -hmm. be at my own home, he's harassing me, and then the police come and make her let him in to get his things, like, she is a threat to him, which was not
1: the case. No, and honestly, like, I feel like I don't hear that often with men. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not saying it can't happen, and it clearly did not in this case, but it's just... It's always with, like, the stalker gets the more help. Yeah. The bad guy.
0: Well, the police concluded in their report that there really did not appear to be any credible claim of a crime being committed, and they kind of just let that go. Mm -hmm. James' behavior was just becoming more and more aggressive, so eventually Tiana was granted, she requested and was granted a temporary restraining order, which was like for two weeks that the restraining order. Two
1: weeks is nothing.
0: No. So on the restraining order, it also listed that his family could not contact Tiana. Good. Um, so in like when she got the restraining order, she stated that he had been sending her threatening text messages he threatened her family and her friends. And then she also included, like, he's filing false police reports against mm-hmm. me. And this is, like, Tiana was brilliant. She was getting her, her master's degree. She wanted to be in law. That Having that kind of um, note on your record, like, that could really mess yeah. up your future.
1: And that's probably what he was trying to do.
0: Yeah. So... A few days later, after Tiana gets this restraining order against James, she begins receiving threatening emails from his new girlfriend, Jessica Banderas. And when Tiana mentioned the restraining order to Jessica, Jessica replied, I'm, I'm not listed on the restraining order, so I'm not doing anything that's in violation of any restraining order. Um, and so she just, like kept getting emails. Mm-hmm. And they were threatening emails. Like, one of the emails said, as God is my witness, punishment is on the way, so you better be prepared. Another said, trust me, baby girl, you're going to lose everything. Another said, you will have nothing but bad luck, you hear me? Remember this email when karma bites you in the ass. Oh, my God. So, Tiana took those emails to the police, and they deemed them non-threatening. Seriously? Yeah. Well, like, and that's what I was going to say. Like, When you say, like, when you hear someone say karma's going to get you, like, that to me is like, you've done something bad. Something bad is going to happen to you.
1: Yes, but punishment is coming is a threat.
0: Yeah, and you're going to lose everything. Mm -hmm. Like, you'll have nothing but bad luck when karma bites you in the ass. Like, but somehow those were not threatening. And they couldn't prove that James was behind it. It was coming from someone else.
1: Of course it is.
0: Um, However, later on, it would be determined that James was not dating anybody named Jessica Badera, she did not exist, and he was actually sending those emails to Tiana.
1: Not surprised Um, at all.
0: But, so, um, in that episode of Deadline with Tamron Hall, Mm -hmm. they interview Tiana's best friend, Anna, and she said that she was actually there one night when Tiana was getting these emails from Jessica, Mm -hmm. and she said that Tiana was like, this person does not exist. This is James just finding a way to contact me and threaten me without actually having his name attached to it. Mm-hmm. Because that would be in violation. Yeah. So, he was continuing, like Jessica, it was actually James, continued to send those emails to Tiana. And because, like, things were coming, like, to the police, it was looking like a matter of he said, she said. hmm so, in retaliation for Tiana getting a restraining order against James, he gets a restraining order against her.
1: How? Well,
0: they ended up in family court together where they both had to, like, plead their cases to mm-hmm. the judge. And mm-hmm. what had happened is they were granted, like, mutual restraining orders against each other for six months. So, mm-hmm. they were both supposed to stay away from each other. And-
1: Which is really only a problem for James, not her.
0: Yeah, because he's continuing to violate it. Mm -hmm. He's continuing to lie to the police. He's still continuing to contact her, following her. When he found out that Robert and Tiana were back together, like, he just really amped up his, I'm not going away. This is not going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Um, So, when they left court, they both were just, you know, Tiana had, like, she was happy that he was getting a restraining order against her, but at the same time, like, he's not...
1: It's not going to stop him.
0: No. Um, there are reports... So, that was in January 2009.
1: Uh-huh.
0: There are reports that, showing, that showed, like, in the first six weeks of 2009, Tiana went to the police department at least 33 times oh to God. report incidents of harassment. And the police did not do anything to help her.
1: Why? But
0: Tiana's at the police department almost every single day yeah. and they did nothing. Um and then during the first week of February, so it's February seventh, two thousand nine, Tiana goes outside and she found out that her tires had been slashed. hmm And she's like, I know this is James. Yeah.
1: Who, who else would have this. done it? No yeah. one.
0: So when she goes to the police, they're like, you don't have any proof that it was him. Mm -hmm. He actually paid for those tires. Why would somebody spend that much money and then slash those tires? It's like, well, this person is...
1: I had to get a restraining order against this person. Enough said.
0: Yeah. But because she didn't have any proof, Mm -hmm. police were just like, if you can bring us proof that he did it and he violated the restraining order, then we can do something. But right now, we just can't arrest him just because you say it was him. It Mm could have been anybody. So after that, her dad decided to install security cameras uh-huh. at Tiana's apartment. And so he installed one like at the front of Tiana's apartment, like near the front door, and then one that faced the back parking lot where Tiana parked. Uh-huh. Um, and then in that episode of Primal Instinct... He told the reporters, you know, he did this so Tiana would have visible proof if he came back Mm -hmm. um, to take to the police. And then maybe they would do something. (laughs) Big maybe. Yeah. And he also went on to say that if something bad were to happen, that they would have video evidence of Mm -hmm. it. So on Friday, February 13th, James began reaching out to Tiana at her new job. He had found out that she had started a new job as an admissions advisor. Mm-hmm. So he begins calling her and he's calling her at work. And her co-worker didn't know that she wasn't supposed to be sending the call through. So she sends the call through. Yeah. Um, and he, one report that I read stated that he was asking her to like drop the restraining order because he was having a hard time finding a job. And he was questioning like, why did you end things? Oh my God. So she asked her co-worker like, please stop transferring his calls to mm-hmm. me like he's not supposed to be calling yeah me. fortunately because he had contacted tiana at work and her coworker could identify his voice mm-hmm. tiana finally had proof that james was violating the restraining order because he was not supposed to be contacting uh-huh. her so tiana lived in plainville connecticut at this time but she worked in waterbury connecticut
1: mm-hmm.
0: the um, restraining order was filed in plainville so when she called Plainfield Police Department to report James had violated the restraining order, they told her, well, it happened in Waterbury. You need to contact the Waterbury Police Department. So when Tiana got off work that day, she took a written statement from her coworker, saying like, this was James Carter Jr. that contacted Tiana. I heard his voice. And she took a copy of her restraining order with her. Mm-hmm. So when they get to the... When she gets to the Waterbury um, Police Department, the cop actually called Tiana's co-worker just to verify, like, could yeah. you identify this man's voice? And she said, yes, this is James Carter Jr.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: the cop that was there... Um, was having difficulty authenticating Tiana's restraining order. Like he was what? not happy with the copy that she brought.
1: Oh my god.
0: So Tiana like had a copy of the restraining order faxed from Plain Bill to Waterbury. Mm-hmm. But when she left, she called her mom and she was crying and she's like, They're not going to do anything. They're not going to do anything. And she was so scared and like I mean she should be. Like he Yeah, she found- should be.
1: And the police are being stupid and if that offends you, it should.
0: Yeah, I mean, they weren't doing anything. Mm-hmm. She had a copy of the restraining order. He did not think that it was proof. Which, I don't know how you would... If you are not someone in law enforcement, I don't know what a copy yeah. of a restraining order looks Same. like. I have zero idea. It would be weird to, I mean, it would be difficult to duplicate that unless you had prior knowledge to that, and Tiana did not. She was a college student.
1: Exactly, and I would like to think our police force would have the ability to confirm in without a system it, or with a phone call that if so-and-so has a restraining order against so-and-so.
0: Yeah, I mean, you should be able to, like, look that up yeah. without having a copy of it facts, which, I mean, I'm not in law enforcement. I don't know mm-hmm. the procedures, but you would think... To keep people safe this is something they could easily access through a database
1: or at least look into because it sounds like this one was just like "Mm, i don't like that sheet of paper here you go
0: well tiana's mom was a social worker and a former probation officer so Mm -hmm. she knew like the signs like this is escalating something is happening like he's not stopping so she called the police department i was like what the hell's going on Mm -hmm. like why like why isn't anybody doing anything and the officer basically told her the same thing that he had told Tiana, and then he also told her it was President's Day weekend, and the officers weren't working that um, that evening. So Tiana should come back on Tuesday when everybody gets in,
1: because everyone is going to take a holiday. Yeah,
0: criminals don't do anything during public holidays while officers aren't
1: working. I mean, I get if you're short staffed, but still, that's no excuse.
0: That's the dumbest thing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I don't understand why. I mean, cops still have to work. People still commit crimes on Christmas. Mm-hmm. People still get murdered on Christmas.
1: You don't the go cops... to the doctor and they say, well, it's Christmas and, so... you know, you're bleeding out. But come back after Christmas.
0: Yeah. But yes. before New Year's. Uh... Yeah. Yes, you've got like three days <laughs> yeah. to get your, your act together. That doesn't
1: happen and it is no. shouldn't. No,
0: no, it should not. Um, well, he told... And he told her Tiana should just come back on Tuesday. And this was on Friday, okay? So he wanted Tiana to wait three full days before she reports it. This man's violating her restraining order. Yeah. So um, when Tiana got home that night, she found a handwritten letter that had been slid under her door from James Asking her to forgive everything that he'd done and stressing that he never cheated on her, which I don't know if there was like allegations of Mm -hmm. that, but honestly, that is the least of Tiana's concerns, whether or not you were with somebody else. You lied about everything. Mm -hmm. You attacked an ex, served jail time for like almost killing her.
1: And now you're harassing her.
0: Tiana does not care if you were cheating on her. Yeah. Yeah. And and you won't leave Tiana alone. Tiana is afraid of you Mm -hmm. and you won't stop. Um, And she was. She was terrified that he had been at her house. But she's like, yes, finally, this motherfucker came. Stepped this under my door. I have video proof because my dad installed the video camera. Mm -hmm. And he had to be on the video camera because he was at her front door. So she's like, you know what? I'm taking this to the police. So Tiana goes to get the video camera and, like, get the recording of it. And then she realized, like, when she was watching the footage back... That the video had ran out of tape no! and had stopped recording, Ugh. so she wasn't able to take that. So on the next day, which was Valentine's Day, February fourteenth, two thousand nine, she and her friend Anna went and bought, and Anna said that they bought like the tape that had like the longest like
1: mm-hmm. recording
0: time because they they knew he was going to come back.
1: Yeah, was it like twelve hours or something? I I feel like I remember twelve hours. Video. PHS's. It's been
0: so long since <laughs> I've used a video camera, and I remember mm-hmm. like that was our favorite thing to do when we were kids. We yeah. made so many recreations of the Blair Witch Project, <laughs> and we also made our own talk shows. Mm-hmm. Um, so they went and got that, installed the camera, and then on this day, Tiana and her boyfriend actually had plans to celebrate Valentine's Day together. Uh-huh. Um, they had already decided they were getting married. And Robert was going to officially propose to Tiana and give her a ring. Mm-hmm. However, that day, Robert had called her that morning and informed her he couldn't be coming that day because he actually had the flu and wasn't able to travel.
1: Oh. It was
0: the first time he had ever gotten the flu, uh-huh. and it was on Valentine's Day. Oh,
1: no. Um, and that also had to just be rough for him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But Deanna was understanding, and she's like, you know, that's fine. It's not going to ruin our day. Um, I'll see you next weekend, because the next weekend, she was going to go visit him in Virginia. Mm-hmm. And they were actually going to, like, tell everybody they were getting engaged and, like, make it official, because she would have the ring.
1: All that clicking and clacking listeners. That's
0: Smokey. <laughs> yes. That's the dog.
1: She's saying uh, hi. <laughs> yes.
0: Um, so... Later that afternoon, Tiana discovered that she had another email from James. Again, requesting to drop the restraining order. However, this time, it was from his email account. It wasn't some fake email account Mm -hmm. from Jessica. It was from James. So, she was like, you know what? Like, this is it. Like, I can't do this anymore. This is proof. Mm -hmm. And in that email, he was very creepy. He said that, you know, he's asking her to please drop the restraining order. He said it was a life or death situation for him. Now, in the email, it wasn't really clear if he meant for him or for Tiana. But knowing what we know now and what happened, it could have very much meant Tiana's life. Mm -hmm. So, Tiana printed the emails and Tiana and Anna took those emails to the police. And finally, the police said, okay, like... We're going to go pick him up. Oh, because finally. this is directly from him. Tiana was so relieved. She was on the phone with Robert at the time, and she's mm-hmm. like, did you hear that? Like, they're going to arrest him. This is finally going to be over. And, like, she was celebrating with Anna, like, so happy, and she called her mom, and she's like, they're going to get him. Like, this is it. Um, and she felt like it was just, the nightmare was over. Yeah. So later that evening, Tiana returned home, and, like, she didn't feel safe staying at her house mm-hmm. by herself, so she was actually going to go stay with her mom for the weekend. Mm-hmm. And like her dad had told her, like you don't need to be there alone. Like he's coming to your house. Yeah. So she was like, you know what? I'm just going to go run by my house really quick. She was going to pick up her laundry. Mm-hmm. Her mom said, you know, college students always bring their laundry home. Like so, she was going to go yeah. get her laundry and then come and stay with me. So Tiana returned. And, like, you see the camera. Like, they mm-hmm. show video footage. So, you see Tiana pull up. Um, and what Tiana did not know was that police had not arrested James. Instead, an officer had called him to let him know they were investigating alleged emails coming from him. And that if he did actually send them, then he was in violation of his restraining order. And then they would arrest him.
1: Why did they call him? Why? They should not have called him. No. No. Um,
0: and so, like, you hear the recording from the police and with James, and James is like, I didn't send any emails. I know that's in violation of restraining order. Like, I'm not going to violate the restraining order. So, instead of actually arresting him, they gave him a warning. What? Yeah. Um, because, they, like, they told him, like, we're going to look into this, and if it's from you, buddy, you're getting arrested this time.
1: I mean, he could have done it right there and they probably still would have been like, Well, we gotta look into it. Yeah,
0: well he told her he's like it was probably Jessica that had sent them. So at this time he's still like going with the idea that it was probably Jessica mm-hmm. and she just got into his account and sent them. So anyway, um, <clears throat> in the surveillance footage, um, that her father her father had installed this camera, you see Tiana walking from her car mm-hmm. to the stairs leading to her apartment. And as Tiana moves off screen, you see James run by and he ambushes here. And you just hear Tiana screaming. James brought a knife with him and he stabbed Tiana 18 times. Oh my God. Before he left the scene. And this is where, in like, it was, um, I like started crying when I was watching this because Tiana made her own 911 call at 9.41 p.m. on February 14th. Mm. And she, you hear her tell the operator, my ex-boyfriend just stabbed me to death. She says he stabbed me to death. Oh, no. And she's screaming and she's crying and she's begging the operator to please hurry up and please send help. I'm like, you can hear a neighbor that has came, like, because all of her neighbors heard this. Like, two neighbors actually saw James get in his black PT cruiser and drive off. So they saw him leave. They're down there with Tiana. And you can hear one of her neighbors trying to comfort Tiana and like asking her to just hold on and just stay with her. Mm-hmm. And Tiana's last words were words of prayer. And you hear Tiana praying. Mm. Um, and then you see... The um, EMTs come and load her onto the gurney and she's rushed to the hospital but she had lost so much blood that she passed away. And her parent, yeah, it like, I was crying. It was so, I don't do 911 calls, and I was not expecting to hear that yeah, and just to I would, hear her last words.
1: If I had heard that, I would be crying. If I had seen that, I'd been crying. Right now, just hearing it, I'm very angry.
0: It's so upsetting because that could have been completely prevented. That mm-hmm. phone call should not have taken oh, place.
1: Did they call him and be like, so, we heard there's a video of you killing someone, but we're going to investigate it, buddy. If, don't do it again. If
0: they had not called him, he would not have known. Because he explicitly asked her in that email, I forgot to mention, please don't go to the police like please don't tell the police yeah so when the police called to tell like he knew she had gone Mm -hmm. to the cops and if that call had not been made tiana would still be
1: here you don't call someone and be like we're going to arrest you even though that's not what they said to him you You still wouldn't do that you you know don't
0: give him a warning like they did tell him like if we find out you did this we're going to arrest you you have proof that is from him like
1: Mm -hmm. arrest him yeah and if there's question of whoever sent it. I'd be like, well, guess what? Your best friend, your girlfriend, whoever did it yep. is costing you this. Yeah.
0: Um, so, Tiana's parents were notified and they came to the hospital and the, the doctor told them, like, she lost too much blood and mm-hmm. we could not save her. I was just like, I've said this before and I will say it again. Hearing a parent cry for their child or grieve over their child cuts me so deep every time like it breaks my heart to hear a parent mourning the loss of their child Um, after fleeing the scene James called his brother to tell him he had just stabbed Uh, (laughs) Tiana. I don't know what to say (laughs) so um, but he was arrested like a few hours later without incident on suspicion of murder Um, When the case went to trial in October 2011, jurors heard the 911 call that Tiana made. Mm -hmm. um, And then his brother also testified that James had called and confessed to him after he killed Tiana. Mm -hmm. He was sentenced, James Carter Jr. was sentenced to 60 years in prison, which is the maximum amount of time he could receive in Connecticut. Um, after his conviction, he actually had the audacity to write a letter to Tiana's parents. Oh, my God. Asking them to forgive him. He said that he apologizes sincerely from my heart and soul. And then he went on to state that God forgives and that hopefully Tiana's family could forgive him, too.
1: hmm
0: Like, nothing pisses me off more when a murderer cries on the stand. Yes. Or asks for forgiveness. hmm <clears throat>
1: No. That's, Save your breath. They, Nobody cares. You've said it in previous episodes. They are crying for themselves.
0: Yes. It just makes us hate you more. Don't. Mm-hmm. No, if you were really that sorry about it, it
1: wouldn't have happened. No. You would have moved on with your life.
0: Yeah. Um, in 2010, an investigation was conducted to look into why Tiana's case wasn't handled differently. And I can tell you right now that one of the reasons was probably because Tiana was black. hmm If this had been a white woman going to the police requesting this she would not have had to gone 33 times in six weeks that would have something would have been done before Mm -hmm.
1: that yeah you're absolutely right
0: um so the report like fully detailed how the family court in new britain which is an area in connecticut Mm -hmm. and three different police departments failed to assist Tiana because those 33 times that she went to the police Mm -hmm. was only at two police departments. So there were probably a lot more times that she had gone to file complaints at a third police department and they didn't do anything. So after that report was issued, Connecticut passed new legislation That redefined how police respond to domestic violence situations and they now use GPS to keep track of domestic violence offenders. Um, They also introduced a lethality assessment which is a list of questions that police um, officers ask people reporting domestic violence Mm -hmm. to assess their likelihood of being murdered by the suspected offender. Wow. Um, And then in 2014, a jury in a civil case found Waterbury um, Police Department and Plainville Police Department negligent in how they handled Tiana's case. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Tiana's family was awarded a substantial amount of money. And with that money, they created the Tiana Angelique Notice Foundation, which helps to raise awareness and fight back against domestic violence. They provide security cameras to victims of domestic violence, mm-hmm. like in their homes. So they have, you know, hopefully this will not happen again. Yeah. And they have brief and there, um, the Tiana Angelique Notice Foundation website provides information and links to legal guidance and information about getting help to uh, about how to leave an abusive relationship.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And. Um, in that episode of Deadline, like that Deadline episode had the best information because it had interviews with Tiana's parents uh-huh. and with her best friend, and the closing, um, closing comment from her friend Anna was that Tiana would have been happy for her death to be used to raise awareness and to help, you know, potentially save other people. Yeah. And, like, Tiana, like, her parents always knew that she was going to, like, change people's lives, but it's just, it's so tragic Mm -hmm. that this was how that change had to happen because she was going to do such good things with her life, and she was such a passionate and kind person who cared about people. She wanted to help people, and the people that were supposed to protect her didn't do anything.
1: No, they did not.
0: If James had been arrested, if they had even, like... Like I said before, do your due diligence. If they mm-hmm. had just checked into one of those reports, yeah, and, and or at least like gone to question him about her tires, like if they had done something, because honestly, your restraining order is just a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. It is just telling the offender your behavior is out of line and you're scaring someone. You should not go around them. Exactly, it's not going to stop them.
1: Mm, no, it's not.
0: And Tiana did ev- Tiana did everything she was supposed to do, and police. Failed her. They did. Not one police department, three different police departments and a family court failed her. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's so sad. Like, it is. Watching interviews with her mom and with her dad, you just see how much love they had for Tiana mm-hmm. and how much respect they had for her, and knowing that they will never get to hear her voice or give her a hug again. It's, it's so upsetting.
1: It's heartbreaking.
0: But Tiana, like, her name is not forgotten and she Absolutely is not. like she's helping other people. And it like it like the, that that's stuff that should have been happening. Mm-hmm. Like police should be using GPS to keep track yeah. of like violent offenders. Because that like it essentially alerts the person that had reported the abuse. So it alerts the victim, like, hey, this person is within this mm-hmm area around you yeah why that was not happening before why you were not keeping track of them Mm -hmm. i don't understand i don't and i don't know how well clearly we know police were not responding to domestic violence situations the way they should have because that would not have happened to tiana but it getting that training now that helps everybody else it's just it's really sat, shitty like, that Tiana yeah. didn't get that help because she Tiana didn't get
1: that help. help. It's good we have it now, but she should have had it then.
0: And the thing is is like Tiana was so like kind of like at some point, like Tiana never fall back. Tiana did everything yeah. legally. She never fall back against him. Mm-hmm. She went through the process she was supposed to go through, and mm-hmm. it didn't help her.
1: No It Just, needs to, it needs to do better. It needs to be better. Yeah. We need to make it better.
0: That is the very, very sad and tragic story of Tiana. It just, oh, it breaks my heart. Like when yeah. I think about her nine one one call, it mm. makes me wonder. I I don't so think
1: I could handle it. There's some nine one one calls that are just haunting.
0: I was not expecting it, and like, I'm like I I am having lots of issues with organized religion right now. Yeah, <laughs> lots of issues with mm-hmm. it. But to know how closely Tiana held her faith, and like that was, you know, crying out and saying your prayer before she passed away because she knew she was dying. Mm-hmm. That is real. That's that's when I lost it when I yeah was watching it.
1: Yeah, it, hearing someone's final words. I I don't no. do well with it. It breaks me up. Yeah,
0: mm. me too. Me too.
1: Well, thank you for listening, everyone, on this journey today.
0: Thank you, and if you want to know more about Tiana, please visit that website, the Tiana Angelique Notice Foundation. There are pictures of Tiana, and it gives, like it gives a list of like all of her favorite things, and just like talks more about Tiana because we've said this before. Mm-hmm. Like victims of violence, they become defined by their last moments. Yeah, but they had they were so much more than that mm-hmm. and they had a life before that and so um just i encourage you to like visit that if you can donate donate um cuz it really is they're doing good work for Tiana
1: yeah they absolutely are <laughs> that's well, the story if you guys like what you hear please let us know and if you feel if you feel the if you feel the urge or you want to help us out, leave us a review, five stars, yes. please. Send us an email.
0: Let us know if there's yeah. a case that you would like for us to cover.
1: Reach out. We would love to hear from our listeners. We're very happy we have listeners in all sorts of parts of the world. Yes. We hope we get even more.
0: We would love to interact with you. We
1: love our listeners close to home. Um, our socials, do you want to give those? Yes,
0: so we are on Instagram at Monsters and Murder Pod. And you can reach us at gmail at monstersandmurderpod at gmail.
1: All right. That's it for this time. Until next time, everyone. Thank you. Stay safe. Bye.
0: Bye.